I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, and Chino Liao all together again in the same time zone. In the same country. Yeah, Finally, yeah, Chino's yeah, back. Yeah. Welcome back, Chino. Um, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be happy. or. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be happy. I don't know. Nobody knows. But hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah, because the government the mandates that you be back in the Philippines. <laughs> both know. governments, Eva. and then uh, the both other governments, governments mandate the other government. Yeah, the uh, both government, the other government more than the other. Yes, that's pretty. Yeah. Oh. the One only TNT China likes is the network that shows AEW. Yes, yes, and and, and the PBA team with Ali. <laughs> <laughs> that's Throw right. Back. So yeah, WWP crew is complete again And like we've been saying on the pre-show Itong episode natin for tonight Is a very, very special one That a lot of people have been requesting Over on TikTok Like since we launched yung TikTok natin Shortly before WrestleMania 37 A lot of people have been hitting us up With comments about the pipe bomb Can you talk about CM Punk? Can you talk about CM Punk's pipe bomb promo? And we've been putting it off for good reason. Ngayon lang natin siya ilalabas because on June 27, that is this upcoming weekend, that Pipe Bomb promo will celebrate its 10th anniversary. So just let that sink in for a while. That iconic promo is 10 years old. Yep. Uh, I can't believe I've been watching. Like I know where I was when I saw the Pipe Bomb. bed. I was in my parents' bedroom watching TV. Sajak. Uh, so... Uh, can't believe that it's been that long. <laughs> Jesus. I think friends are tired by that point. Yeah, yeah, no? yeah. I, I believe so, yes. So we've yeah. met each other in college already. Right, right. I also remember where I was. I, I was in my my room watching Jack TV, kind of like you. Igao Chino, any special I, memories? Yeah, I, I, I don't think I caught it live. I caught it after somebody told me uh, about it. I think my brother, my brother is a huge CM Punk mark. 
Okay, as in ngayon, he still follows Punk. He still has all his merch. Pinilid niya yung horrible horror movie ni CM Punk that just came out. <laughs> was it, it bad? All, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't good. Let's put it that way. So, so he did. He, he still has huge CM Punk mark. And when Punk dropped the pipe bomb, as he did, he told me about it. And I actually started paying attention. I caught it again on, you know, how they replayed it 500 times on Jack TV before the next week. Bless. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. that one of those replays. I remember when the pipe bomb came on, yung initial reaction ko was, wow, they're actually doing it. Cause I think at that point in my fandom, alam ko na kung yung concept ng work shoot, but I'd never seen a work shoot on TV, or at least not something na parang as it was happening, naga unfolds as a work shoot. So like my tiny brain could not process the fact na, wow, we are witnessing a work shoot. Right, so hindi ko siya process nun, and I'd only read about it on Wikipedia, but to see it unfold in front of you was a different experience entirely. What do you guys remember thinking about the pipe bomb as it happened, bro? I don't remember if I saw it live. Because de ba nung ano nung panahon na yon ten years ago, grabe ten years ago, when Jack was showing Raw, they weren't showing Raw live. They always showed it to us like the Wednesday after. It aired, diba? So the day after it airs live. So for sure, hindi ko na panood ng live. And I wasn't sure if my internet was fast enough to load a stream of uh, Raw from the interwebs back in our, ca- our prehistoric streaming sites from back then. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember that stuff. Uh, guys, lime wire, kumu- mga lime wire yung mga ano, yung mga sinaunang streaming sites na nasa damakmak yung ads. First half Bali, <laughs> second half yeah. rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hindi rin Bali rules eh. Hindi siya Bali rules. But it was um, this site uh, which I remember <laughs> Ma'am Tessa Hasminas was also using for uh, for the NBA. Uh, <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah, our yeah. <laughs> yes, our prop. <laughs> <laughs> Prof namin ginagamit din niya for ano. Ah, <laughs> uh, kayong nasa comments ng Kumu guys, please chime in. Uh, I just reloaded the Kumu stream. Please let us know what you remember uh, from watching it. Uh, when did you watch it? Where did you watch it? I also remember watching it in the morning as Bruce Lim says. I also thought like you Stan, uh, uh yeah, it was the very first time that I was watching uh, a work shoot unfold in my fan timeline you know in my lifetime but sorry fan lifetime and it was bizarre because we were literally being subjected to this rule breaking and i knew then and there that cm punk had just made history you know your thoughts when you were watching this ano mga tinatry mong i-process na ideas nun? It, it's interesting when rose said that cm punk made the history because further study on my end revealed that this actually wasn't the first work shoot ever. Yeah. Uh, see, see, Bruiser, see, Bruiser Brody did a work shoot many, many years ago. But the difference between his work shoot interview and CM Punk's work shoot promo was that this actually catapulted Punk into major stardom. We didn't expect him to actually leave the company with the belt. And then the effects and the aftermath of this event was actually something that that just solidified 
his, his tenure in the WWE, diba? Kasi you it was followed with him getting the crowds to chant, uh, we want ice cream, diba? It mm. was followed with him getting into a verbal altercation with Vince McMahon na hindi mo alam kung totoo or hindi. And in that point in time, during this very promo, he pulled the curtain back on the WWE, eh? Yes, I'm the best in the world, but also this is what is happening. And as a fan, I felt like this was one of the moments that sort of swayed me to be a little smartish when it comes to watching wrestling. Like that day, I watched wrestling as a straight mark, as a guy who says, "Oh, masamayan, mabaito." Therefore, go, go, go. Right. But when this happened, it kind of made you question what you were actually war- watching, which was actually a very, very instrumental in my wrestling watching uh, attitudes. So, uh, mga tum- maraming, ano eh, maraming points in the promo that just made my jaw drop and go, wow, I can't believe he actually said that. Uh, for me, I-, I remember at the time, pinakatumatak sa akin when Punk started mentioning people and Entities outside of WWE, like nung binanggit niya si Colt Cabana, nung binanggit niya yung Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like when he said those names, I was like, wow, like this, this is really a big deal. Like the, yun yung ano ko, yun yung markers ko. Okay. So on that note, sige, do you want to go through yung mga no, favorite no, no. moments natin? Yeah, yeah, kasi yun yung favorite part ko. So we might as well start running the audio again for everyone to remember if they haven't seen it again recently. So tara, ano, let's show it. Sige, sige. Uh, let's start with Rose's favorite part, uh, Babyface producer Nikai, since uh, I think I did allude to that. Uh, we can start with Rose's favorite part, which we have lined up in the comment section. So for the people on Kumu, we are doing a live show. So yung guardian <laughs> angel namin, si Babyface producer Nikai, is working behind the scenes to figure out yung, ano, yung audio clip that we're going to play. All right. Um, but... So yeah, while they fix that, while Nikai fixes that, uh, my favorite part was the part that Stan just mentioned earlier before the clip came on, which was the part where Punk alluded to, or not alluded, explicitly mentioned pala, the different companies that he could take it to. So it was the very first time, or uh, first time in a long, long time, that we had heard other companies be mentioned on World Wrestling Entertainment Television by mentioning New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor. And to my head, um, in my head, uh, to my smarky brain, 21-year-old brain, uh, I was super blown away by that. Like, oh my God, he could say those things uh he can mention uh competitors of the wwe and in a promo that had been i guess greenlit in essence by vince mcmahon so yeah i'll go to my favorite part of the promo which is when cm punk just goes off and he says "Nah, he's the best whether he's in the ring on the microphone on commentary Nah, he's the best and and nobody can touch him and I think yun din yung, yung pinanggalingan ng best in the world na nickname that Punk would get and basically carry on himself up until the point that he left WWE back in 2014. So that's my favorite part because you could tell that he really meant every word. And the best promos for me are when the wrestler or the manager, whoever it is on the mic, really believes in their heart what they're saying. Kasi convince ka talaga, but it's, it's compelling whether they're face or they're heel. Ma-attach ka, magkakaroon ka ng emotional investment. So that's why you new favorite part ko in that promo. So my favorite part of the promo comes just after what Stan mentioned. Uh, because he talks about the chip on his shoulder 
when he said that he was the best in the world, CM Punk follows it up with by saying nah, he isn't promoted, he doesn't get to be on collector cups, he doesn't get to make movies. Everything else he says comes with a with a hint of realism in his voice. And for me, the, the best promo was always speak to a person's chip on their shoulder. They, they really have something to prove, especially somebody like Punk, who at this time really hasn't even reached the pinnacle of where he was going to end up in the WWE. So I, I kind of like that. That is what stood out to me. Oh no, wait, I have a I have a belated I have a belated realization like much later after seeing it. As a wrestler, uh I kind of resonated with what he said about grabbing the imaginary brass rings over and over again without getting the benefits and yung promotion na naka entailed on. So it was this and you know Daniel Bryan's earlier treatment pre uh 2014 pre-WrestleMania 30 where he kept getting screwed over and over by the management, which made me realize, okay, uh, as a wrestler, you're probably not going to make it in WWE if you don't fit the mold. Like, you can try, definitely. There's no harm in trying. But if you don't have what it takes, and let's be honest, for a lot of people, they don't, uh, myself included, it's kind of not worth it, I guess. So that dashed my lifelong dreams of working on that big stage in particular like uh i would rather go work somewhere else that was more fun maybe a little less soul-sucking than cm punk uh explains and describes in his promo diba? so yeah uh, i don't know if other people feel this way but he really kind of elaborated really well on uh how things were backstage at the time or in a lot of the time it's funny that you mentioned that Kasi yung background mo as a wrestler, diba? Parang uh, now, with the benefit of hindsight, you're able to make that link to your experience when you when you watch that promo for the first time. And then now, you know, 10 years later, as you rewatch this promo, for me, when I look back on a promo like this, I look at it from the perspective of someone on the mic and yung emotions that you can draw out of it. And I don't remember exactly which promo made me decide na, you know, I, I want to be able to rouse emotions out of people from the things that I say on a microphone. But I think that the pipe bomb promo was one of those moments. Like, uh, maybe in the moment, I didn't realize it. Pero now looking back, yun nga yun, eh, parang na- ko na, yeah, uh, that was very formative for me, especially with what I'd go on to do here in the local scene. It's just funny how Roe mentioned uh, Daniel Bryan uh, referencing him in the early part of his career. Towards the end of this promo, I found similarities to Daniel Bryan in the later in the latest part of his career, how he would call uh, a lot of uh, fans fickle, the CM Punk also kind of did the same thing. He blamed the fans for cheering for him and yet not supporting him, diba? As one of the reasons of why he would leave the company. So ang ganda lang nung parallelism of of these two wrestlers who are two. Uh, quote-unquote indie darlings. Diba? There was this story that happened backstage that during Daniel Bryan's, one of Daniel Bryan's first uh, interactions backstage in the WWE, CM Punk was one of the only people that actually recognized him as part of that Tough Enough class, diba? that, that class that became the Nexus, kumbaga. or sorry, NXT class that became the Nexus. Nobody, nobody else recognized 
who Daniel Bryan actually was at that time. And uh, it's just so reminiscent of his attitudes of then. Yeah. Uh, it it was, I guess, yung hugot is how yung, like, the indie wrestlers don't fit the mold, diba? Uh, which, if you're, if you're really a big supporter of them, it's frustrating to have uh, probably been supporting them. Because it's weird that somebody like CM Punk, in kayfabe at least, or Daniel Bryan, will go and blame the fans. When in reality, it's not like their merch sales would have really tipped the scales in their favor, diba? You, you get what I'm trying to say here? Na ultimately, si Vince McMahon naman yung nagde-decide kung sino talaga yung magiget over as a wrestler or who, who it is na magiging WWE champion. So it's kind of weird to be blaming it on the fans, but I get it. I get Yo, how it can wait. be frustrating. Oh, hey, there. Uh, <laughs> there, so, there so, let's play, let's play. Let's, let's oh, so play for it. everyone to appreciate. So let's play uh, this, the stands and Chino's favorite parts first. Ata, para, ano? I, think, I think that comes on first than mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at 251, yung, yung sa akin. I've grabbed so many of Vincent K. McMahon's imaginary brass rings that it's finally dawned on me that if they're just that, they're completely imaginary. And the only thing that's real is me and the fact that day in and day out for almost six years, I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best on this microphone, in that ring, even at commentary. Nobody can touch me. And yet, no, how many, no matter how many times I prove it, I'm not on your lovely little collector cups. I'm not on the cover of the program. I'm barely promoted. I don't get to be in movies. I'm certainly not on any crappy show on the USA Network. I'm not on the poster WrestleMania. I'm not in the signature that's produced at the start of the show. I'm not on Conan O'Brien. I'm not on Jimmy Fallon. But the fact of the matter is I should be. And trust me, this isn't sour grapes. But the fact that Dwayne is in the main event of WrestleMania next year and I'm not makes me sick. See, let's pause that for a bit. So, uh, can you believe that in 2011, CM Punk wasn't even on the Raw OBB? <laughs> uh, I don't remember the Raw OBB anymore by then. Pero, wow. Um, no, no, no. Hindi yung OBB. Yung ano, yung, yung, ano, yung, sa umpisa, yung then now, yung what is now, then now, forever together. Hindi ba yung OBB? Feeling ko yung OBB no, yung tinutubo niya. No, no, no. Niya he's eh. not talking. No, it's impossible for him to not be on the OBB. It's the signature, the WWE, that they produce, that they show, yung ano, in, at the very beginning. Yung ano, Hulkamania, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah that okay, part, gets, yes. gets, gets. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, he's not there now, na rin naman, but, you know, for obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah, um, I can't believe that some of them are at this point. I didn't catch that in my uh, rewatching of it earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really love promo work when it's, uh, w- when it's raw in terms of yung storytelling. Niya. Uh, we were t- uh, talking about the first time we'd watched a work shoot promo. And I guess when you look back on it, or at least yung, yung lifetime ko as a fan, the, the Punk Pipe Bomb wasn't actually the first. Uh, the Matt Hardy work shoot actually happened, yeah, yeah. When yeah, he yeah, called yeah. Edge by his real name. So we saw that, but the Punk Pipe Bomb hits different. Because like you and I, Ro, we were in college by then. So talagang, yeah. 
uh, iba na yung smart goggles natin, di ba? And like, you know, you were writing for Lords of Pain. I was reading that site every day. So talagang, for, for something so smarky to happen in our lifetime, at probably the height of our smarkiness, uh, was, was pretty wild to look back on it. And the fact that now we're sitting here 10 years later, uh, so, so much time has passed. Well, the difference kasi between the Matt Hardy stuff and this is that Punk is complaining about his boss and how he's being treated by his boss. And it's kind of funny when you think about the this promo and similar promos and meltdowns over the years. Parang, it seems to me like Vince may be doing a terrible job on purpose just to have um, just for his employees and former employees to have something to complain about on 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 podcasts on promos like this on programming it's so wild how uh, the amount of complaining about Vince McMahon uh, that that has gone on in uh, the WWE programming itself yeah, uh, do you guys remember Joey Styles? You meltdown niya on Raw, like when he yeah. rage quit and then subsequently moved to ECW. I think I rewatched that promo a few weeks back uh, for a TikTok post sa, at Wrestling Two X Pod. Good and then, you're right, Ro. Parang as a, as a company owner, I can't imagine the amount of self confidence that you have to basically allow your talent, your employees, to openly take a dump on you. On live television. Sorry, we were talking about this during the NWO episode. One of the streams that we did where the NWO empowered people to talk about their bosses to their faces. Diba? CM Punk kind of took this whole idea of fight the power to the next level by, by complaining about an actual boss, his actual boss to his actual face. Diba? Where, where actual stakes were involved. Diba? Na pwede siyang kasuhan palaga and umabot doon. Nag, nagkakasuhan sila at the, at the end of the day. So, the, when you think about it, it's just Punk inadvertently allowed people to actually have a stronger voice and a stronger opinion about how they were being treated at the time. Yeah, it really reminds uh, older fans diba, of the Austin and McMahon feud. And coincidentally, CM Punk was wearing a Stone Cold t-shirt as he was doing the promo. And I remember when I was watching this 10 years ago, I was like, wow, sobrang galaxy brain naman ni CM Punk. Like he really must have really telegraphed it to the point that he wore a Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin t-shirt. But if you uh, go through websites and YouTube videos enough, you learn uh, that wasn't the case. Uh, yung situation nun was... Punk didn't have a CM Punk shirt with him at the time, and the shirts nila in the back were all too large or too small for him. So the only one that they had in his size was that Stone Cold T-shirt that he's wearing, and that's why he was wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin T-shirt. How uncanny is that? You know, honestly, in improv, they say there are no accidents, and the fact that Punk decided to do that pipe bomb promo at that very night wearing that very shirt. It's it's pretty it's pretty kismet if you think about it. The funny part is that Stone Cold may have been fighting his boss on TV back in the Attitude Era. But I don't think he would have complained about Vince McMahon the same way CM Punk was. Because for one thing, uh, Stone Cold was being bannered on the shows. Like he was getting 
that top spot and hindi uh, naman siya pinapabayaan sa, sa card, di ba? Hindi naman siya pinapabayaan sa promotional materials, marketing. So that's really strange and bizarre to think about that they are complaining about Vince or they are uh, feuding with Vince on two different planes of existence and and their narrative, di ba? Yeah, uh, it it's ano, it, work shoot ni Punk for me as a as a wrestling fan who loves to read wrestling articles, books, literature. I think ito rin, dito rin mulat dun sa meta narrative. Uh, Ro, I remember when you and I started uh, hanging out and really just talking wrestling in detail. Uh, we would talk about the meta narrative. Like there's a story that nagpa play out sa TV, but there's a meta narrative meaning ano yung story behind the story. And I think yung pipe bomb and what would happen through the WWE's version of the Summer of Punk, dun ako na, na, nagsimulang maging mas aware dun sa konsepto ng meta-narrative. But do you think that this is something that a lot of wrestling fans would uh, have also experienced because of the pipe bomb promo? Hmm, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good question, actually. If it's their first time, I don't think it was going to be their first time. People already knew that wrestling was scripted and that whatever happened on screen wasn't exactly the same feelings or the same goings on behind the scenes. So I'm sure that uh, hindi nila first exposure to the meta narrative yun. But I think it might have been their strongest exposure to the meta narrative. Do you know what you got to say about that? Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is the type of promo that will either make or break a wrestling fan. Like you'll either like it or you'll either love it or you don't. Because at, in the same vein that the Attitude Era lost a lot of fans when it ended, this is the type of promo that is exactly the opposite of what the Attitude Era was. And it wasn't it wasn't over the top. It was actually very grounded. It, it, it was also very in your face. But there was nothing funny about it. There was nothing that exploited a gender or a person the way that you'd see the trashiness of the attitude era was but at the same time if you were really a, if you really wanted to know you guys meta narratives and what was going on behind the scenes and if you really wanted to get deeper into wrestling then this was the type of promo that would turn you but if you were after the entertainment value of wrestling and they didn't really care about what was going on behind the scenes then it's something that you feel like it's something that you feel like it's unnecessary to watch. So I that's why I feel like it's either something that you love or you don't. That's a good point, and I want to address that. But mahabahabata, so let's go to break first. Yeah, let's uh, take a break and let you know that if you want more wrestling content from us here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, you can check us out on patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. For as low as 250 pesos a month, you can have yung mga monthly watch parties with us, sometimes twice a month pa nga kapag sinuerte na may takeover and then a, a main roster pay-per-view or my AEW pay-per-view and a WWE pay-per-view We'll have those watch parties. You get a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast face mask and other goodies for supporting us uh, on patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. We also have another offer for you just because you're a fan of the podcast from our friends over at Zalora. 
Hey guys, so if you are looking for good fits, uh, whether it's shoes or clothes, uh, you can definitely get them on Zalora. And because you are a loyal listener and viewer of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Kumu and on Spotify, we have a special deal. We have a special checkout code. All you got to do is use the checkout code WRESTLING before you check out your bag to get 25% off plus 10% cashback on Zalora. So you, as long as you get a minimum purchase of 1,999 pesos, you get that sweet, sweet discount and cashback. Check it out. And now a quick break to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hey. Hey, you. Stop, stop looking around. I'm talking to you. You with the headphones. Tell him, Migs. Are you sick and tired of running out of toilet paper? No, 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 no. The other one. The other one. The other oh. one. Are you looking to satisfy your weekly geeky needs? From comic books to movies to video games and anime. The show that takes you from a galaxy far, far away to infinity and beyond. Then we got you covered. We are your audio precinct for whatever pop culture case. I'm Migs. I'm Dre. And I'm Ian. This This is Geek PD. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast fix. But who's going to buy my toilet paper? Migs, nobody wants the toilet paper. We We got bidets. You're a bidet. Let's get to some shoutouts over on Kumu. Si Prince RJC ginalo yung baso kasi uh, nagpaulan siya ng halo-halo kanina. Thank you. Uh, hey. uh, Thanks, Prince he, RJC. Uh, he also asks if we can review Mrs. Talking Smack shoot promo on Daniel Bryan, which is actually turning five this year. Oh, so again, so, next month. Yeah, when, yeah. So, when is, yeah. August, pa, August, pa. August So that's pa, a good yeah. that's a good topic for uh for these Kumu exclusive episodes. Definitely, we'll uh, consider that. Laduna is turning five. Can't believe it's been that long already. Yeah, uh, thank you again to Arnold Dil Agdon, uh, Mitz Zaiko, Tolentino Christine, Grace here nine eight nine, Jess Arias thirteen twenty six, Talent Stage, uh, Admin Angela for. Tuning in and joining us here on this Kumu exclusive episode on the Podcast Network Asia account. Siguro, you mentioned earlier before the break that there was a point that you wanted to take off from what Chino previously said. I know, definitely Dito in the plans. But Chino mentioned kasi that this kind of promo can make or break a fan. And I remember that this kind of promo was especially popular on Impact, on what was before TNA, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, even now, uh, to some extent, AEW. So the meta-narrative is always present, especially when a guy is coming over from WWE and joining a new company. Tapos sa very first promo niya, siya about how he was treated in WWE. And then he's going to be so happy that he left uh, Connecticut or the promotion up north. And yeah, New York. The, know, New York. Oh. I'm going to do so much better outside of WWE. And Impact or TNA before overused it with their WWE alumni signings to the point that it was getting ridiculous. And it kind of showed that either you wrestler or yung kompanya, which was TNA, was super insecure about WWE, that they had to talk trash about the former employer instead of, you know, uh, instead of finding a new story or finding a new creative thread for that. Which is, I get I, the I point. Mean, this was the juiciest part of the, of the meta-narrative, right? Eh, 
yung pinaka-ridiculous sa akin na example na binanggit mo, Ro, na dating WWE tapos lumipat ng TNA or Impact was when Billy Gunn and Road Dog went to Impact as the Voodoo Kin Mafia. They called themselves VKM, which are Vince's initials. And then sobrang random ng name Voodoo Kin Mafia. And then they were basically a DX knockoff. And then they were shooting on Vince McMahon on TNA programming. To me, that was when it jumped the shark from that era of TNA. I mean, if you we're going to talk about this, we might as well talk about every single episode of the AEW podcast. Because there's always a segment on the podcast yon, where they're like, so WWE, right? It sucks, right? But we get it, guys. Competition is allowed, but move on. Why are you bringing on the wrestlers to talk about wrestling or are you bringing them on to shoot on the WWE? Oh, no, man. Therapy nila yun. No, gets ko yung part na they mention it on the AEW podcast kasi the AEW podcast really is their therapy session. Pero to use it on your promo... Uh, your very first promo uh. in the competition is so ah uh, the, the worst part kasi is that a lot of fans expect that stuff and they like that stuff i don't know about you guys listening to us right now i don't know what you guys feel about it if you have uh, ways to feel about it please let us know what you think of these types of promos pero ako kasi sobrang gasgasta niya like everyone leaving wwe always has the same shit to say which is i get it, it i understand that it's not a great company either but so many other people have done this exact same promo that you're doing. Yeah, I agree. I agree na sobrang niya, and I agree that there are better stories to tell. So why don't we just tell those better stories and stop? Like, we can't. Masama WWE. Di naman sila magbabago because you cracked the promo. Everybody else did it, di ba? So just move on and tell better stories. So earlier before the break, I was thinking of bringing up how itong pipe bomb promo actually brought WWE to a different era. And uh, if you follow see David Shoemaker, the masked man, in his articles back in Grantland, back when Grantland was around, he actually referred to the pipe bomb promo as what gave birth to the reality era, which yeah, is yeah, kind of that. where we still are. It's, it's funny. You know, we're still somehow in the reality era 10 years after the fact. When, we, when you think about it, the attitude era was about four or five years. Ruthless aggression was about four years, five years. Right? But the reality era... Uh, the, the internet era is still ongoing. Like, we're still here. Hindi ko alam if a lot really has changed from professional wrestling as a whole from 2011 to 2021. I'm sure marami. You know, the, the explosion of the indie scene, companies working together, all that. Yes. But the fact that it's still part of the same era is wild to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could still classify it as the edit, uh, reality era. To me, say it's more of a social media era, which is definitely reality. But it wasn't like how we defined the reality era from uh, 10 years ago. So it still has the same characteristics, but it feels different to me. I feel like it's a more evolved version of that. I, I am going to side with Roe here and say that I'm not enough of a wrestling historian to actually pinpoint the specific event that pivoted from the reality era. era. But I will say that this reality era and post-reality era is like the punk and post-punk genres in, in music. One is inspired by the other, but not necessarily derivative of the other. You get what I'm trying to say? Hindi sila, yeah. hindi sila magkasalungat, 
pero at the same time, one is very heavily influenced without the other. Because without the CM Punk promo, you wouldn't get people like Daniel Bryan. You wouldn't get underdog stories like Yeselmania. You wouldn't be able to book smaller guys in larger spots. Because CM Punk didn't do what he did. Now, it might be giving him a lot of credence for a simple promo, pero tignan mo naman yung nangyayari sa career niya after, di ba? And look at how many times other people outside, inside and outside the company tried to replicate this formula, di ba? Some successfully and some not so successfully. Yeah, uh, that that's a good point. Uh, I, I will say that. But I also think na People like CM Punk, people like Daniel Bryan, you know, they, they syempre, hindi naman sila aabot dun sa point na yun sa career nila, di ba? Without the likes of Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, even Chris Benoit, Shawn Michaels before them. I think what uh, what separates Punk talaga was yung how, how rooted in real life yung angst niya. Kasi like Eddie yeah. Guerrero didn't have that angst. Di ba? Benoit didn't really have that angst. If he did, he didn't have the personality to really put that on display. Shawn Michaels was clearly the favorite from you yeah. know when he was in his prime in the 90s. Uh, even Bret Hart was clearly the favorite at some point. Percy CM Punk, from the way that he presented himself in WWE television, and even after he had left WWE, he was always not the favorite. And I think that's what sets him apart. And that's why it's like blueprint siya for the likes of Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and what their WWE careers would turn out to be like eventually. The other guys, because they were still part of the old mold. Like, uh, you mentioned guys like Guerrero and Benoit. They weren't like Punk in that they were also still muscle-bound guys, even though they weren't of the same stature as your typical uh, WWE champions were. So that's why they couldn't have that angst because they knew that if they worked hard enough, they could have gotten that push to the top. And they did. Uh, it didn't take them that long to do so, not like Punk was. There points about Punk, how great Punk really was, but I'll save that for later. Chino, ikaw, any thoughts? Or uh, if, if you want, we can go to yung uh, gusto idagdag ni Ro. Sige, dagdag natin yung sinasabi ni Ro. Let's just jump into that. No, sige. Um, I want to say that this promo kasi really solidified the fact that Punk made more bones as a talker than an actual wrestler. The fact that this promo is still being talked about, still asked us, uh, still being asked about 10 years later is a testament of how good Punk was as a cult leader because of his mic skills rather than because of his wrestling skills. Because to be honest, and I'm being totally objective here, he wasn't the best wrestler in the world at the time of at that time of his career. He was good, but there were others much better than him, like Daniel Bryan. And uh yeah, Medjo passed his prime na siya by then, di ba? Si Punk, because of the wear and tear, the injuries and all that. It's really no disrespect on CM Punk. It's just that he was really on the tail end of his in-ring career, especially knowing na in less than three years from the time of the Pipe Bomb promo, he was basically done with pro wrestling. So I get what you're trying to say, Ro, but to add to that, I'm a guy who actually values promos more than the actual matches. And I don't yeah. know if that's a hot take. I don't know if that's something that you guys will agree with. Pero ako, mas may laman para sa akin yung promo kasi mas doon ako na-attach eh. Pag nagpo-promo ka, you, you're literally telling me the story. You're literally telling me why I should care about yung match ninyo. Whereas, di ba, week after week, we see matches that are just matches for no reason. Wala siyang stakes. So, as a fan, ang hirap ma-invest. Pero pag may promo ka, 
nagkakaroon ng meet yung yung feud, nagkakaroon ng meet yung match. You give me stakes, you tell me what you're fighting for, whether you're a bad guy or a good guy. At least ako, naiintindihan ko yung character mo. Bakit ka ganyan? Anong pinaglalaban mo? So, a seminal promo like the pipe bomb promo really hammers home the point that to me, the promo is actually more important than the match. And that, that's just my opinion. You could disagree. You know, what do you got to say? I see the value in both sides of the coin because of the fact that wrestlers are a complete package. They're both sportsmen and entertainers. Sports entertainer, right? Because not only are they athletes, but they are athletes who entertain. Right? So they need to be good on the mic and they need to do to be good in the ring. And sometimes, makita natin, mas lumilitaw yung isang skill set over the other. Diba? Wala naman fully balanced, fully complete wrestler dyan eh. Diba? Kung meron man, hindi pa na, hindi ko pa nakikita. Pero there is always a wrestler that is either one or the other. It's not both na mataas pareho yung skill set niya. Diba? So, with, with CM Punk, I can see the merit of agreeing with, with Stan here and saying na Maganda nga yung promos niya and yung promos ang, ang nagdala ng career niya because of the fact na he's a little older than all the other guys na kasabay niya ng time na yun, ba? And he only had a handful of years under his belt. However, I can also say that he was actually a pretty okay wrestler for me. Uh, I'm not a wrestler myself, so I don't really have a, a bar to, to set it against. But I can see the merit of respecting both sides of the argument. Yeah, it wasn't a hot take what you mentioned. Uh, a lot of people actually agree with you, both here in the comments and outside. Si Kyle says he agrees with you in your take that the story, the promo, the story is much better than the wrestling. Uh, si Scamageddon also says that Punk was able to get people invested because of his mic skills. So that's what he. That's what got. Uh, WWE the pay-per-view buys and I kind of agree there Tomika say if you are a wrestling critic and all your definition of a good product is good wrestling uh, the good in-ring product in-ring quality of action uh, you're kind of a snob there and I know a lot <laughs> of snobs and um, no 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 it's true yeah I know Manami snobs Manami snobs so I remember people really it really does boil down to whether you can follow the story and whether it's a good story. See, Prince RJC here on Kumu says he loves punk in promos even when he was in the Straight Edge Society. People still remember the Straight Edge Society because he made it compelling and because uh, punk made this annoying trait of not drinking, not taking drugs, um, uh, something to be cool, uh, something to find cool. <laughs> So yeah, um, I, I agree with Chino that he wasn't a bad wrestler, but he wasn't the best in the world, as he was saying at the time. Siguro for me, um, if I'm going to look at the larger picture uh, with respect to my fandom, I think that's why I couldn't get attached to New Japan nung simula. Kasi walang promos eh. Or kung meron mang promos, ang hirap hanapin, tapos Japanese pa. Walang translation. So, yeah. but, like, as of late lang naman nagkaroon ng English subs yung mga New Japan promos. Or as of right. late lang naman nagkaroon ng Chris Charlton on commentary translating it into English in real time. Before that, uh, pahirapan maghanap ng New Japan promos. So like, when uh, when Ro, you and Kamos would, would tell me to go watch Kota Ibushi versus Shinsuke Nakamura, I'd be like, why? Who are these guys? Diba? And, you know, um, I, I had to get fascinated all on my own without the benefit of the promo. So to me as a fan, uh talaga eh, yung yung desire ko na makapanood ng promo kasi that's how I get sucked into the story. 
I I can get that feeling, especially with regards to New Japan, considering that a lot of the Japanese wrestlers, I'm the best in the world. They're all very humble because it's a very Japanese street. However, on the American side of things, after CM Punk dropped the pipe bomb promo, a lot of the guys say, I am the best in the world. In fact, he's not the only person to use the the moniker best ever, best wrestler, best at what I do. Ang dami nang gumamit niyan. And that just goes to show how important it is to, you know, take pride in your work, I guess. Maybe that's an American thing. Maybe it's not. But I feel like it's a, it's also a very cultural thing. I think that um, I, I wouldn't say that it's just a cultural thing because like in the case of someone like Tanahashi, but he calls himself the once-in-a-century talent. Like you have to have a little bit of ego to call yourself that. I think it's really just in presentation. And maybe, yeah, to your point, Chino, a, a little bit of how Japanese. But like even Lucha Libre, like I, I really couldn't get invested in it until I found Lucha Underground. Because that was one in English primarily, and two, like th- there were promos. So <laughs> there were wacky <laughs> talaga, stories. Yeah, there were wacky stories, uh, you know, that, that I could get behind. So I uh, I guess to me as a fan, uh, it's really all about the promo work and CM Punk in closing was really just one of the best at it. If anything, I miss hearing him cut promos. I would love for him to come back as a manager just to cut skating promos again. Okay, uh, might as well talk about favorite punk moments that are not tied into the uh, into this promo. Because Prince RJC already commented his favorite uh, punk moment that was not the pipe bomb promo. His okay. was the the happy birthday, the infamous happy birthday song to Aaliyah. Aaliyah, de right? Dominic. Yeah, Aaliyah. Igao <laughs> Chino, what's yours? Uh, mine is actually kind of tied into this. Ah, uh, no, sorry. My favorite CM Punk moment. Was when Raw went on strike. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was good. That was strike, good. I was gonna pick Punk, that. The si, si Triple H was the referee. See, si, si CM Punk was the commentator. Si Cena and somebody else were running the match because tri- Triple H was trying to take over Raw, and he ended up getting fired. But it's such a such a realistic storyline, eh? Diba? Just a, such a testament to what the reality era of, of wrestling was all about, wherein people lose their jobs because of business dealings and mismanagement. Yeah. So it's just it's just very, very realistic for me. See, I'll, I'll single out two punk moments. The first was when he and Daniel Bryan uh, started feuding for the WWE Championship because uh, in time then, so I'm sparky. So I was like, yeah, what a dream match, right? Uh, 2012 over the limit. The other is from 2010 uh, when CM Punk was a commentator. And this isn't from Raw. This is from WWE Superstars. Nung si CM Punk yung color commentator ni Scott Stanford. And uh, the entire show, Punk would just dunk on Scott Stanford. And sobrang playful nung banter nila. Nakakatawa. Pero in kayfabe, you could really sense yung antipathy in, in CM Punk. Tapos sobrang dry ng humor niya. Nakakatawa siya. Pero pag... Pinapanood mo siya, tas hindi mo kilala yung mga tao, hindi mo alam yung concepto na heel color commentator. You might think na, wow, they have really bad chemistry because this guy really hates the other guy that he's working with. And to me, as somebody who loves commentary and who knows diba, na this is how wrestling works, yun talaga yung heel na color commentator, which is uh, something we don't get a lot of nowadays. See, Admin Angelo, his favorite punk moment was when uh, he threw water on Del Rio. 
Uh, I don't quite remember this one, but okay, uh, okay, that's enough. My favorite punk moment was uh, from commentary as well, when I believe uh, he was on Raw and then Cena destroyed the announce table, and Punk would just ask about his diet Pepsi. <laughs> My diet Pepsi, John. <laughs> Sobrang pain. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Nalala ko rin. Uh, yeah. Tapos di ba inabot pa sa kanya ni Cena yung cup? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the main time that my hair dies, si punk. Like he had brown yeah, yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His hair was yeah, brown. Yeah, His hair yeah. was brown. Yeah. So from weird din nun. Yeah. Because when he first came inside WWE, he had this long, stringy spaghetti black hair, uh-huh. and then. Uh, nagpakalbo siya for the straight edge society then he grew his hair out then he dyed it brown and he looked yeah, like yeah yeah I remember that he looked like an F-boy uh, like a 2010s era F-boy and then naging slick back in hair niya. so yeah as we wind down here we gotta thank everybody on Kumu for joining us here as we reminisce on this promo from 10 years ago that really influenced yung wrestling business and siguro to celebrate na rin yung appreciation natin for CM Punk who is uh, not a perfect wrestling figure, not a perfect wrestling role model, pero yung contributions niya, damang-dama natin to the point na 10 years later, we're talking about this monologue that really just went on for six minutes. Yeah. It was a really groundbreaking monologue. I mean, to give it, you know, the credit it deserves. <laughs> and it wasn't his only one, right? They made him do it again yeah. in other, uh, other Raw episodes, building up to other feuds. Even if his mic were quote-unquote cut off in those other feuds, it just goes to show that the WWE then still had faith in somebody like CM Punk. You put that, yeah. Sorry, uh, you mentioned that, uh, the mic cutting off. People would ask us if it was real. People would ask us on TikTok, is it really you know, uh, something that was a shoot? And the answer is, it's not a shoot because if it were, his mic would have been cut off like two seconds in. Yeah, that's lang yun. Uh, diba? uh, think of WWE as any other production. My director. So, uh-huh. si direct, kusino man yun, whether it's Kevin Dunn or Vince McMahon or whoever, will always have the final say na ikat mo na yung mic niya. So, the fact na pinayagan si Punk to keep talking for that long, it was really part of the show. Yep. So, kaya siya worked shoot. Kasi, you think it's a shoot, but you're actually being worked because it's part of the program. So, it's a worked shoot. So, there. The, the sentiments were real. <laughs> Yeah, may, may pinanghuhugutan siya, di ba? So yeah, uh, para tayong nag-wrestling glossary. Ro, I, I'm not sure if you remember, Ro, but this was actually a very early segment on the podcast in our first year. Yes, yes, I remember, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should actually bring that back, uh, pero not for this episode. No, no, not, not for this episode. That, yeah, that's a good idea. Nag-brainstorming tayo live on the podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a great idea. Let's uh, do that one of these episodes, yeah? For now, though, we're going to have to cut our mics off and end this uh, celebration of CM Punk's Pipe Bomb promo. It turns 10 years old on June 27th. So if you want to tag CM Punk on Twitter, uh, we will neither encourage nor discourage you from doing so. Batista na umapir yes. sa wrestling, wrestling yes. podcast. Na lang. Na natin yung energies natin. Yeah. 
I, I, okay. you know what? I, th- you know what? I think Batista already blocked us. So, <laughs> I think so too. I think he already blocked us. But okay, just keep trying, guys. Go. What? What's the worst yeah, after that? No, no, no. He might have blocked us, but I'm pretty sure he hasn't blocked all of you. So keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody, babyface producer Nikai, the message did not just Dave. So hopefully, <laughs> so hopefully, block the Chani Dave. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, let's wrap up the episode. Uh, we got to remind you, by the way, that you can also keep supporting the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast through our affiliate links over on Lazada. It is podlink.co slash eul. Again, podlink.co slash eul. And on Shopee, it's tinyurl.com slash Shopee. If you click on either of those links, you get taken straight to the app. And then from there, you can just uh, click checkout and then a small portion of what you spend on either Shopee or Lazada uh, goes to the WWP to help us here to keep doing what we're doing, which is really talk about wrestling on a weekly basis for everybody. And if you can't get enough of this wrrestling talk, there's always TikTok and Twitter at Wrestling2XPod. Facebook and Instagram, it is at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And you can check us out on Spotify. If for some reason you're finding us for the very first time, welcome to the fold. Please follow us on Spotify. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. We're not hard to find. You see Chino surrounded by two uh, two marks with belts. You know, kami neon. So please find us there. Uh, any plugs before we get to Thursday, Chino, now that you're back? Oh, yeah. Uh, I am back. However, I also have preloaded a few episodes of the Glass Clown Podcast for this week. So for this week, you get the last two California episodes. Actually, last three California episodes for recorded from the US. Uh, this week's one is about my last days in California. Coming out on Friday is my interview with drag queen superstar Didi Marie Holiday. We talk about drag and the pride movement and LGBTQ just in time for the very last days of Pride Month. And the next week, we have cryptocurrency. With Luis Buenaventura, who's one of the first people to make an NFT. So if you know what that means, it's a very big deal. Yeah, I'm gonna call NFT. So uh, it's a very interesting episode. So I hope you guys wait for those episodes to drop on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Um, just look for Class Clown with Chino Liao. How about you, Ro? Any any plugs on your end? Uh, no, no, no. I want to plug, you know, the Chili Willy interview, but it turns out that you can only watch the video if you are friends with Chili Willy. So uh, I don't know how I'm gonna. I don't know how I'm gonna, you know, uh, show that to so, all of you. But we'll find a way. Well, basically, so wanna... basically, Chili. So basically, Chili Willy made a podcast for his friends. Yes, right. That's basically. No. I'm weird because other his other videos are viewable by the public, so I don't know what yeah, happened there. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'll find a way. But I just wanted to say hey again to Prince RJC who got vaccinated today. His first dose hey. out in, the first dose in all today. So young guys, uh, if you haven't congrats. gotten vaccinated yet and you can, please do so. That's all I'm gonna yes. plug. Congrats and your recognized the Philippine government yung vaccine yo. Oh, congratulations and yo. Di yung elama iwan sa hotel ng eight more days. <laughs> Chino literally looking at his calendar to see how many more days he has in lockdown. Eight more days. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, plug ko lang smarthenry.com. It's a Tuesday, so check out Theme Song Tuesday. I wrote about yung 
singles themes in Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly compared and contrasted them. And last week's uh, column was also pretty interesting because I went uh, into detail on Hit Row, yung stable nila, and its deeper connection to hip-hop history as a whole. So go check those out over on SmartHenry.com for your wrestling news and reviews. Special thanks to Babyface producer Nikai and the rest of the PNA team as well as the Kumu team for letting us do this special stream on the Podcast Network Asia feed here on Kumu. Shout out to Angelo and the rest of the gang over at Kumu as well. On behalf of Ro Moran and Chino Liao, uh, please follow us at Ro Moran at Chino Supersized at underscore Stan C and we're saying stay safe, mask up, wash your hands, please get your vaccines and register to vote. We're out of here. Bye-bye. Cut our mics off. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 